0: Hello, this is Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor fanatic review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. Okay, so we're back. It is episode five of Listen to Your Heart. Uh, It's the semifinals, and one more episode to go. This show is only six episodes, so it's really quick to get through. Um, and honestly watching the show, I feel like every episode was, uh, given a, had a different executive producer over who led, uh, the formatting of the editing of the episode. But this episode in particular had a very classic bachelor format and it, it definitely focused on the love and the dates. And to me, an avid bachelor fan from the very beginning, uh, to me, this is classic because they always want to highlight what the dates are between the couples on The Bachelor and how the what's like the progression of a relationship. And they want to highlight like who's falling in love and, and, you know, kind of what's happening emotionally with these people and these characters. So we really get a lot of that in this episode, a lot of the character development, so to speak, but. Um, So that's kind of what this episode's really all about. And then you're going to hear some awesome, awesome performances at the end. So, uh, anyway, to start at the beginning of the episode, uh, Chris, uh, Chris is singing a Brie and, you know, they're so sweet together. And then Chris Harrison comes into the room and tells everyone come into the room. I'm here to, you know, give an announcement. And, uh, he announces that, um, Well, before he really announces anything, he puts Brie on the spot. And it was like, hey, Brie, you know, I just want to again tell you, like, I'm really impressed that you said I love you last night. You know, how did that feel? And, you know, she had to share again that, you know, it just happened naturally that she just blurted out the words I love you on stage (laughs) in front of a massive audience to this man she's falling in love with. And uh, this is what I thought was so sweet. Chris is then reaction, not Chris Harrison, but Chris, her boyfriend said, you know what? Um, like in response to, Hey, like, did you feel pressure there? You know, you were put on the spot now because now you've just been told I love you. And now you kind of have to say it back. And he said, you know what? Like, honestly, I felt like you can only like someone for so long. So it's like, when do we define that it's love? Honestly, when we were on our date like, and we were playing the piano and singing to each other, I was like, I think I love you. So that's word for word what Chris said in front of everyone to Chris Harrison. And if you catch what I just said, he said like probably like, <laughs> like six times. And I just think that's very real because the reality and life, and you'll catch me saying like all the time. When we're like not thinking about how we're speaking we say the word like all the freaking time and this is what Chris did you know he wasn't like try here I here I just did it again <laughs> he he's not trying to like eloquently tell Chris Harrison yes I like Bree I think we're falling in love like he's not a robot um and I just love how honest and kind of awkward it came out of his mouth so Anyway, I totally, I've said this a billion times. I love this couple. I believe in this couple. I think it's so authentic and real. And, um, I'm really glad they've edited in some of these conversations like that so we can see their responses. Um, anyway, we'll get more to Chris and Bree later, but, um, yeah, I just thought that was a really cute moment by Chris. Um, so anyway, Chris Harrison then tells, okay, fine. So here's the reason why I'm really here. Um, he says that, uh, guys, uh, we're leaving Los Angeles for good. Pack your bags. We're heading for Vegas. So everyone hoots and hollers. They're so excited. Um, yeah, I mean, Natasha said she's never taken a tour bus anywhere Um You know, they see they go outside and these four massive, beautiful tour buses (laughs) arrive in front of the mansion. Uh, So the budget for this is insane because those are expensive. You know, they each have a bed and a kitchen. Um, So, yeah. So this is where the episode starts. Everyone is going to get on a tour bus, head four and a half hours to Vegas. All right. So, Chelsea, what do you think? Are you excited um, are you glad they left for Vegas? Were you anticipating this? And um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the couples at this point?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think that the, the, the tour bus was a really great way to kind of separate them. Um, I think normally they would just hop on a plane all together um, with with a bunch of members of production. And we wouldn't really see the process of them going to the next city. Um, and also, you know, they've been in this house together for so long. Like
0: no, I think I know what you're saying. You're saying it's like the bachelor that they get to like spend individual time with the person. Right. Is that right. what you mean?
1: Yeah. And I agree. and they also get I to think, be separate from each other from the other couples. They I get think to that's spend so time just on their own. Um so there's not a lot of like friends crashing the party and hanging out when they want to be having a serious conversation, they can just have their own alone time.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think probably Uh, the blessing and the curse of them all living in this one house together is like Jamie and Trevor could be hanging out with Rudy and Matt and it's like a friend group you know it's a bunch of musicians hanging out as friends and so like when you're hanging out as friends as a couple like if I'm Matt and Rudy for example I'm not like having like deep emotional conversations about like so Matt tell me about your childhood or like Matt, like, tell me about your ex-girlfriend. Like, you're not having those kind of conversations mm-hmm. when you're in a group. You know, you're just, like, hanging out, talking about, like, life and music and joking and, oh, mm-hmm. you spills your tea. Um, yeah. So I think the conversation, like, just allowing for that, again, it's not a long trip. It's a four-and-a-half-hour drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but allowing for that time for these couples to be, like, together, just, like, isolated, is Mm -hmm. great. Yes. So, um, so we're obviously going to get to the four remaining couples. Um, I want to note one thing though, about one couple Ryan and Natasha. So of all episodes, this is the episode they get the least airtime. Like Mm -hmm. literally, I think the airtime I counted maybe about four minutes minus their performance, which everyone gets time of the performance, Mm but Very, very little airtime of Ryan and Natasha. Um, He clearly looked pumped to travel to Vegas. Um, You know, everyone else seemed nervous and Ryan was totally on board. Um, He seems very like stoic on the tour bus and he's just kind of like taking it all in and looking out the window. And um, I mean, that's really all that we really see. But I relate it to it. I think Ryan's just not the best TV personality. Mm -hmm. I I love him as a person. Um, I love him as a musician, Um, but yeah, he just seemed really normal to me. Like if I was doing that drive, which I've never done, and I'm sure maybe he's never done, he's like t- loving it. Like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like watching the mountains and just seeing the the terrain of the country. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that, like, uh, who knows what happened on their tour bus? We didn't see much of it, but. Um, you know, just to note, we won't talk about them as much this episode because there's not a lot of them. So mm-hmm. that's all I can say about them. Um, all right, let's get to Trevor and Dramy. So they get on the bus and he sings a song for her. And I have to be honest, I looked this up because I was like, dude, he either made this up and told her the lyrics or this is a real song because she was singing along with mm-hmm. him. So it made no sense. He's like, uh, he's like telling production and the ITM like, oh, I have to tell Jamie how I feel about her. So I'm going to sing a song to her and then like cue the moment where he's singing to her and she's singing along. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Like he did not make up the song for her and it's brand new. Like she knows these lyrics, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I looked it up. I can't seem to find it as a real song. And I've also looked up all of his um, songs that he's produced, like, on Spotify. And this is not a song of his. He has, like, four songs on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wrote this song in the mansion and, like, shared it with Jamie. Um, I'm really curious to, like, find out when the show ends, mm-hmm. if he's going to, like, release the song and be like, yeah, this was that song I sang on episode five, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I wrote down the words. I mean, I think lyrically it's it was kind of a nice song. Um I don't know if it really says much about his feelings for her. Like, I'm scared to start up something new, but I felt it when I found you. Mm-hmm. Um you've been the strength that I've been given. You're the reason I'm not going out of my mind. Like I don't know. I I'm still on the fence. I'll just say from here until the end of the episode. I don't really buy this relationship. Like Hmm. I buy that. They like each other. They're down to make out. They're down. They have a good time together. I think they're fun together, but there's a difference between like a fun relationship. That's like enjoyable and can last a few months Hmm. than like an in love, serious relationship. (laughs) That's going to go the distance. And I just, I do not see this relationship going the distance. Um, So, I mean, we'll talk more about their dates later, but Mm -hmm. just even at this point, like the only thing that I thought was really cute was at the rest stop. He presented her a giant rose Mm -hmm. (laughs) and asked if she would accept this rose. And my mind went to like production win, like production totally was like, oh, look at that. There's a huge rose. Hey, it'd be really cute if you bought her that rose and like mm-hmm. asked her to accept this rose. Ha ha. And he's like, okay. He's so malleable. Like to mm-hmm. me, Jamie and Trevor both are very malleable. They're like Peter Weber. You know? Mm-hmm. So like to production, that's like perfection. They love a Peter Weber. Cause mm-hmm. that a Peter Weber, they can, oh, you like Madison. No, no, you like Hannah Ann. No, you like <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> And then thank God he's away from production now, can figure out he freaking likes Kelly, mm-hmm. not the others. But that's another story. <laughs> the point is, I just saw this, and this couple in particular, I see as like the malleable couple that like production is moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Any other thoughts on them?
1: No, I agree. I think it's feeling more now that they're out of the house and they're like on the tour bus, it's feeling more like, like, oh, this is the type of thing that they'd be doing if they were on tour. Like they would be writing music as they're, and like singing together and like, you know, both, both Bree and Chris and, um, Trevor and, Jamie were doing this and I felt like okay yes like I can picture this as their like lifestyle Um, and you know there is like an age gap I think I'm starting to finally realize like she's 21 with and, Jamie and Trevor yeah she's 21 and he's 29 so he'll be 30 soon which like yeah just <laughs> makes me he is wonder 30. He, is Chelsea. he is 30 he is 30 so that yeah it, he already turned 30 it it I think it just like sh- hit me this episode like whoa okay maybe this is I mean they're cute and um they seem to be sweet and like you said goofy together but yeah I started to have if I if I didn't already have doubts before I started to have more doubts this episode um but what they showed us I think was was cute and I could see it working out for them we'll see
0: all right. I don't see this working out at all. So I love that you're hopeful. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, when well, I say working sure. out, I mean, potentially winning. I don't necessarily oh, mean that they'll stay together like one, forever, but I think that I could see them winning
0: the competition. Sure. I mean, I think it goes back to what we said a previous episode about showmances. Like if I was in mm-hmm. a show, like both Chelsea and I used to be actors, um, you know, in musical theater and plays. And I, for sure. I could have a showmance that lasts the duration of this show. But like, as soon as we both leave that theater mm-hmm. in that town or city or wherever we were producing that show, it's, it, you look, go back to your different lives. And mm-hmm. so like, you're like, oh yeah. Now that being said, sometimes a showmance can last. Don't get me wrong. Or lingering feelings can be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I could see it more being one sided later on, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so anyway, let's move on to Matt and Rudy. So this couple to me is very natural. Like I, and it's not even, they have an age gap as well, but what I really think is the difference with an age gap, it's less of an issue of the gap, like the number of years between the ages. Uh, I mean, cause, we'll get to them later, but like Ari and Lauren, that's an 11 Mm -hmm. year age gap. Okay. And they're married and they have a kid and my parents are 10 years age gap. Like there are plenty of couples that are lasting that have an age gap. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the difference is like life experience and being at a similar place in life. So Mm -hmm. one past experience and then two, where they're at right now, what they want. And then in this current and future season, um, yeah. And so I think for that, Jamie and Trevor are in different places mm-hmm. for sure in their past, but both Matt and Rudy, I just get the season, this feel that Rudy is a little more seasoned in like her mm-hmm. dating life and her having to, um, kind of adult on her own and be independent and strong and, um, you know, really kind of fight for her career. So mm-hmm. I just, I see a strength in Rudy and also like a realness of like, she gets it. Like she might hook up with a guy and then next week he might not call her. Mm-hmm. And she's been through that. And she's mm-hmm. also been through relationships. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I don't know. I just really like their vibe though. Cause Matt, he doesn't say anything he doesn't mean. And because of that, he's not saying as much as say Trevor or Chris's, mm-hmm. but I want to stick by this. He's not saying anything that's disingenuous. Mm. And in my opinion, that's a much better place to be. Like I would rather have someone be genuine. So Matt said from the start, he was, this is on the tour bus. Mm -hmm. He said he was drawn to her from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And he said that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're smoking. And I just thought that was kind of a cute way to like say, I think you're hot. You know, I'm attracted to, you. Mm -hmm. um, They just I don't that doesn't mean he's madly in love with her, but he's saying I'm drawn to you and I'm attracted to you. Mm -hmm. So great. Like that's that's a great place to be if you've been dating for a few weeks. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I just I think when I watch the show, I'm trying to remind myself like part of the problem in like this world is like we watch these movies whether they're Disney films from a young age or adult films of romance and we watch The Bachelor and we think oh my gosh everyone should say I love you after one month of dating and the reality is like every relationship moves at a different pace Mm -hmm. and you could be in a like have a future together but just the pace starts slower. Mm -hmm. So I personally am in vibing their pace because they feel They have the physical connection. Um, They seem like to have some sort of emotional connection as well. And they just get each other. So, um, yeah, I thought it was sweet the way they reminisced, but it seemed normal too. Mm -hmm. Um, He also said that the night that she yelled at him, he said, I went inside, sat in a corner for 20 minutes after you murdered me. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I just like their humor is great. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Like, I like the way answer
1: yeah yeah I think he's scared of her a little bit
0: um in a normal way like
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I I
0: mean like you're gonna like bite my head off and like I gotta make sure not to do that like my husband's scared of me sometimes
1: yeah (laughs) you know yeah yeah totally it 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 is It, it doesn't feel like it's like unnatural like it feels like oh this is like a normal place for them to be and also she's a very strong woman and like she would scare the shit out of maybe anybody so um so it it felt natural um I could just see I could like this for me was like foreshadowing for the rest of the episode like I saw in his eyes he was like I'm scared (laughs) I'm scared
0: (laughs) I know I was kind of like, Oh shit production. Please don't force this. Please don't force this. I was like, I don't even know what's going to go down the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, totally. Um, I do. I, again, I think they're so cute though. Like the way she was like, like, he's like, like they're just talking. There's the way they vocalize and like converse Mm -hmm. to me is the most natural of all four couples. That's Mm -hmm. just my opinion. Right. Not that that means anything, but I think they converse really like chill and like, normal like they like they banter very quickly back Mm -hmm. and forth Mm -hmm. and like who did you give your first rose to like he like genuinely forgot she was like Ryan but yeah like there wasn't a spark and I didn't want to jump his bones and he's like "Mm, yeah you wanted to jump my bones and she's like (laughs) smiled and kind of slowly nodded and was like (laughs) maybe I'm like, Oh Rudy, shut up. Like you're playing this so cool. (laughs) Like he's calling her out on it. Like, I know you want to jump my bones. You always wanted to jump my bones. Like just don't lie. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think that's kind of fun when you're in like a flirty place. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I was kind of getting excited for like, hopefully seeing more flirting. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I like their little flirting place and, um, yeah, like they're a fun couple to watch. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, when I watch The Bachelor, there's usually not many fun couples to watch. Mm-hmm. There's not because the production does such a good job on like forcing like tell him how in love with him you are. Like to me, Jamie and Trevor are not fun to watch. They're boring to watch. Mm-hmm. And Chris and Bree are like the epitome of like the sweetest couple in the world. So they're fun to watch and that like you believe in them. Mm-hmm. But this is like actually a couple that's like fun to watch Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like the, I don't know
1: yeah definitely
0: um or do you think I'm just crazy or do you think I'm just drawn to the crazy like do you think they're fun to watch no
1: I said last uh, last week that like they are entertaining like they would be entertaining on stage and their relationship in real life is entertaining I mean that's just how it is because they're so like they're so volatile and then immediately they're like lovey-dovey and like can't keep yeah. their hands off each other. It's, it is, it's, it's fascinating to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know why production did this, but they were literally, so then everyone like gets to the hotel. They all get to Vegas again. Mm-hmm. It's not a long trip. So like they get there probably like at 8 PM or something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, Oh, where's like Matt and Rudy, Matt and Rudy are not here. And, uh, Matt and Rudy stopped in the middle of the nowhere and in Nipton, California. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um so this was kind of weird because like Rudy said on camera
1: She was gonna take matters into her own hands.
0: Yeah, I was like, did you though? Like, were were y- did you tell like the production or the bus driver, like, hey, like we wanna stop. We don't want to get to Vegas. Or like Did Mm -hmm. she share with production, like, Matt and I need, like, a date? Like, I don't know what happened that they were like, we're going to, like, stop you guys. Mm -hmm. And I also, to be fair, part of me thought this. So part of me was wondering if production did this because they thought Matt and Rudy would actually break up. Mm -hmm. Now, I I couldn't Mm. tell, like why they did this so I have two theories either they were like you know what this is gonna make or break them so it's just gonna create more drama Mm -hmm. and like they'll be the couple that like oh Matt and Rudy everyone thought they were coming home to Vegas and like they didn't make it and like that was what that was a possibility and they were like oh that'll just like perpetuate the drama Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um because they maybe they're thinking if we put them alone together they'll realize that like they don't really have feelings for each other. And then they're like, crap, we can't continue on with this. And like, this will be over. Mm-hmm. Or they thought, you know what? So knowing the background of this, so like the girls shared room. So like Natasha and Bree shared a room and Jamie and Rudy shared a room, which means then the guys, two guys each, you know, each shared a room. Mm-hmm. So had they gone to mm-hmm. Vegas directly Matt and Rudy would have never had a chance to hook up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of think that might've been why they stopped. Yeah. So that's my theory is like, mm-hmm. either they stopped cause they thought they were going to break up or they were like, look, they want to hook up and have sex. And like, this will give them a better outlet to like connect. And we want this couple to win. And we think mm-hmm. this couple is like star power and quality. Mm-hmm. So like, let's have them have sex. Um, and then, you know, so whatever, they go to this yeah. place. It looks, it's kind of an odd place. They go to the fire pit. They're very handsy. And then like, mm-hmm. they go to their room, Matt shuts the door and they're kissing. It was like very like fantasy sweet esque mm-hmm. yeah. like the way it was shot. Like, okay, we're done with you production. Good night. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I was like, Matt and Rudy were so normal in it. Like, yeah, we're going to hook up now. Bye. <laughs> Whereas like on The Bachelor, it's very like, <gasps> oh, we're going to have a nice conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I I kind of appreciated that they owned it. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day they get to the hotel. Oh my God, I thought this was so funny. So they come back later and then Natasha's like, oh, you guys look so relaxed. That's awesome. <laughs> and Matt's like, yeah, yeah, no, we are like very relaxed. And Rudy's like, felt good. <laughs> and I'm just like, but what felt good, Rudy? What felt good? <laughs> like the sex? Like, his, like, you know, the whole action?
1: Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: this is not an elephant in the room. This is like a very, like, Natasha's being real with them. Like, oh, yeah, you guys had fun. You guys had sex last night. And They're kind of like, yeah, confirming without saying we had sex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Is that how you read it?
1: Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it did. It felt like it felt odd that it happened this episode, and they were the only ones that stopped somewhere. But, um, but yeah, it felt very much like a fantasy suite situation. Like, okay, and now they've figured out the physical side of their relationship. Let's see if if they work emotionally.
0: Totally, we'll see. And I kind of get the vibe that production is like if they're separating the women from the men, they're making it clear like, Hey, the guys can't sleep over in your bed at night. Like it's not Mm -hmm. like Trevor could have then spent the night in Jamie's room all night. Like in Jamie's mind, she's like, Oh, Rudy's going to come in the middle of the night and like, wake me up and like, Mm -hmm. you know, come back from her date with Matt or her drive. So I just get the vibe that production has clearly separated them as far as like sleeping arrangements. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it cause like this is different than paradise, right. And, um, winter games and paradise and winter games and bachelor pad. It was kind of like, you're all in one house. If you guys want to hook up together, you can hook up together. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. Anyway, I yeah. mean, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. so that's Matt and Rudy. Mm-hmm. I super strong physical connect- connection. Um, But, okay, so they're in Vegas, finally. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And they're all at the Nomad Hotel, which is gorgeous. Um, One of the only times we saw Ryan talk was that he thought the hotel was stunning and elegant. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, Ryan. Like, so the Nomad in New York is also very stunning and elegant. It's a very expensive hotel. Um, And Lady Gaga Uh, She used to perform. I don't know if she still does. I think she does. There's this guy, Brian, who's like her um, trumpet player. And he also um, Brian Newman. He is her trumpet player and like vocalist, like side vocalist. And his band used to play with Lady Gaga all the time. And he plays at um, the Gramercy Park Hotel at the Rose Bar, which is like Mm -hmm. literally like two blocks. That's not true. Four or five blocks from the Nomad Hotel. Anyway, basically the Gramercy, the Nomad are like very bougie hotels, Mm -hmm. um, very fancy. And this just reminded me of that. It just reminded me of like one, the Gramercy Rose Bar in New York where Brian Newman plays and, you know, with Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga used to play with him there. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the Nomad here in New York, it, it also has like this library feel. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, fun little tidbit if yeah. you want to check out those hotels. Um I mean, like the nom- the performance venue later is like mm-hmm. a library looking feel and that's very similar to the Nomad Hotel in New York. Um mm-hmm. and b- specifically like there's a there's a restaurant and bar area and then there's like this back room to the left and it's called the Library Bar and it it kind of looks like a scene out of Beauty and the Beast with mm-hmm. like the spiral staircases mm-hmm. and Books like floor to ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really beautiful and also like romantic, mm-hmm. but cozy. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I was nice. vibing. I was like, yeah. "Dude, production is spending the money." First mm-hmm. of all, they already got them these tour buses. Now they're like putting them up in a very pricey hotel in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I was very impressed with the budget here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Anyway, again, we don't see much of Ryan. I'll just get to their date really fast. Mm-hmm. Ryan um, and Natasha had a date um, where they, what is it you call it? Um, they were they like crashed de- things?
1: Yeah. They were like. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Dumb. Dem- uh, it's not demolition, but. Um,
0: kind of like a demolition derby. Yeah. Like a demolition of cars. Yes. There was an episode in Billions that was just like this. Like that was all I was thinking of. Um, hmm. I think it's season four. Yeah, like Billions is a TV show about like people who work for a hedge fund in New York and they're billionaires. The the lead main guy's a billionaire, obviously multi billionaire. And I remember like one episode, they're like, "Oh, let's like go release steam." And I don't know, there's a billion things you can do to release steam. Right. So Mm -hmm. what do they do? They get on like a helicopter and go to this demolition zone. They get in these trucks, literally exactly like the state and these girls like killed cars and like, Mm -hmm. you know, tossed things around. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like a thing to release steam, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any other billion Mm -hmm. followers out there. If you are, please, please write a review.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I love billions. Um, yeah, but I I, I didn't it, again. It's not like a unifying type date, no. their date, but but it also here's how I took it. Ryan had fun, and I think production was like, Natasha's gonna have fun no matter what. Let's give something that like Ryan likes to do, and like maybe he'll feel like this will bring out his fun side.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that was kind of the vibe I got with all of the dates. Is like yeah. they wanted dates to bring out the guy's fun side yeah um I don't really have much more to say about that um I thought it was yeah. sweet on his toast he said that she is the new light of his life yeah that was really sweet um yeah. and she said that he makes her calmer and happier and um they just like to make out so <laughs> again I kind of buy this like I buy this couple yeah. that like they don't talk a lot but like they really get each other musically
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they probably both are so independent and like have their space and like, have their way of living. Mm -hmm. But I think they vibe musically and they vibe sexually. And like, I'm sure that's enough. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That's just my read on them. Like I'm sure they vibe emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. This just, it doesn't seem like a put on relationship. It just seems like kind of easy, like they're not madly in love, Mm -hmm. but they also do like each other. I don't think they're faking it. No. And I think a lot of feedback I'm reading and I'm hearing another podcast or people, a lot of people think that like, Oh, they don't really like each other. They're just like faking it for the cameras because they perform well together. I don't think that like I, Mm -hmm. I I'm watching them and I'm like, I just think production screwed them over. I think like Mm -hmm. they do like, they definitely make out every time they're like together Mm -hmm. and they definitely just, they totally like, when they get together musically, they're like feeding off of each other and like trusting one another. And like you would not do that with someone you don't like. And in fact, you would like not vibe well on Mm -hmm. stage if you didn't trust them. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're like, that they, that they seem pretty solid. I mean, as far as working together, I think that they have a good working relationship and I think that they have fun working together. Like, it seems like even when he's like, hey, let's try it this way. I want to change it. And once you see them playing together, like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Like, you can tell they yeah. collaborate well. Um, and, yes, it seems very obvious that they're physically attracted to each other. And, like, we don't get to see them talking too much. They're not super smushy together. But, like... They're starting a rela- like you like you were mentioning about Matt and Rudy like they're just getting started on a relationship and also their relationship started like 2 weeks after everyone else's. So um That's a good point. like a week after. So yeah, I I wish that they could have had like a music date or something. Um but it was fun to see smashed cars. It was probably therapeutic <laughs> at the very least.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh again I th- I would do it. That'd be super fun. But yeah. uh I don't know. I yeah. don't know. So. Um okay, so we'll go back backtrack a little yeah. bit cuz the way they showed it, they mm-hmm. showed it as Brie and Chris getting the first date. Yes. And I mean, man, they set them up to get married here. She's like in a white dress, <laughs> he's in a suit. Uh they go to a little white chapel in Vegas and even they were like I, I don't know, like are we getting married today? <laughs> <laughs> Is production going to tell us we're going to get a legal marriage? To, like, that's just weird. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got to think about it. Like, could production make them do that? Or could they just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. That's just weird. Like, could they be like, hey, here's the wedding ceremony. If you want to get married, you can, but no pressure. I'm sure they'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like It was just kind of weird. Anyway, it brought me back. Um, I think it's Chris season. No, no. Ben Higgins season. Ben Higgins season, Ben and Becca Tilly did a date exactly like this, except they did not sing
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, back on Ben's season. So Becca Tilly was like his fifth F5, as I call her, like the mm-hmm. fifth person. She did not get a hometown for him. Mm-hmm. right? If you guys remember, Becca Tilly was Chris's soul's F2 as in he broke up with her because she wasn't into him enough. So he proposed to Whitney. They later broke up. Um, And now he's dating um, Victoria from Peter's season, by the way, if you didn't know, you should know that. But Mm -hmm. he's dating Victoria. Anyway, (laughs) another story. Um, But fast forward, then Becca Tilly was like, oh, I really like Dan Higgins. Let me come back on The Bachelor. And she went pretty far at five. And they had a date in Vegas. And they officiated weddings in like a wedding chapel. So I was like, oh, this is bringing me back to so that date um, mm-hmm. from like, I guess, five years ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, guys, these producers, they recycle shit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love it. Actually, to be fair, the demolition thing reminded me of Becca and Blake. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a date kind of similar, but mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of like recycle ideas, so yep. to speak. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyway. So they, they go and they're supposed to sing at a wedding. Um, surprise, surprise. It's another biracial couple.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Chels, I'm so interested to know your take on this. Like, mm-hmm. did you love it? Did you think this was, uh, you go first, you go first. <laughs> um, I-, I liked it. I felt like this
1: episode was brought to you by like biracial couples all over america i mean <laughs> there were like biracial couples everywhere it seemed like they were just trying to highlight them a lot um and i was like pleasantly surprised by it i thought it was sweet i thought you know you could tell that he was like tearing up while they were saying their vows chris i'm talking about chris watching um the couple say their vows he you could tell he was kind of like tearing up like holding her close and she's just kind of like face smushed against his shoulder like watching like oh that's gonna be us maybe someday like i could just tell that they that they were kind of honored to be there for that and um and they sounded good it was sweet like i wish the couple had like started dancing or something because it started to feel awkward (laughs) like they were just like standing there like four people in a room Like, not acknowledging the music, but, like, hearing it, it was weird. Um, But I thought it was really sweet and and a good moment for them. I liked seeing them talk um, after the wedding.
0: Yeah. Well, so my – before they even we even get to their conversation after the wedding, like, just watching this date, yeah, for sure, Chris and Brie are, I mean, the best. Like, literally, they're bachelor gold. Mm -hmm. In my mind, they're truly, like – I'm trying to, like – compare other bachelor of gold where like you're watching it and you're like this is a golden couple like ashley and jp that was a couple i was like done jp is her winner like early on no 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 doubt about it mm-hmm. and here they are married with two kids years later um that's how i feel about this couple like writings on the wall from the very beginning they totally are in sync They're, they hopefully will get married one day um so yeah, totally agree with that. I kinda like I always have theories on this stuff. Like, what is production up to? Mm-hmm. Uh so I kind of was like, maybe they hired them and their actors.
1: It's possible. <laughs>
0: Which is horrible. Horrible that I'm going there, but like it's possible, right? Like I was like watching this other couple, and yes, their vows, they seemed like emotionally in tune. But again, so freaking awkward. So I was like, maybe they're just actors and they're like, let's set up a situation. Okay. But the hopeless romantic and me would like to think that, that, that one chapel had like a list of people like pre registered, like who were mm-hmm. going to get married the next day. And they said like, okay, here they're like what, 20, 30 couples getting married on this specific day, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, they're in and out of these chapels. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I was like, they probably got a list of these couples, like the day prior or two days prior, they found that, oh my gosh, this couple is biracial. Oh, this is perfect. You know, and like mm-hmm. production put the stamp on it. Like, let's have them sing for that couple because like, hello, they look like them, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. like the, the bride, interesting choice wore a blue dress, a blue dress with a red hat. And then the guy kind of wore like a semi casual suit. Um, so it didn't, to me, didn't look like wedding attire. However, <laughs> whether they were acting or they're a real couple, they seemed sweet together. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I was in the mood, you know, mm-hmm. but I also kept thinking too, I'm like, this is so on brand that like, is this a setup?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> possible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think Bree and Chris would know either, but <laughs> I want to ask Chris Harrison secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, anyway, but yeah. Then after when they talked and they sat like on that bench, mm-hmm. um, I think Bree's so sweet. She just said like her favorite part was like just like the couple and their love and like how simple it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I can just see like everything that she says he vibes with everything he says she vibes with. Like then he mentioned that he really wanted his dad to marry him one day. And you could tell she was just like, Oh, like soul crushed. Like her soul was crushed because Mm -hmm. his soul is crushed. Mm -hmm. Like these are just two incredibly sensitive people. And like together, they're just like feeling all the feels. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I love them together, but sad note, I thought it was very sad to hear. He said it was actually his best friend from college and his dad who died on the same day.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's a story. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, did you catch that? Like at first yeah. I had to like put subtitles on like, wait, is, is, is he saying like his dad was his best friend or like did two people die? Yeah. It, is. it sounds awful. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. And I like the way that she just, um, listens and like holds his hand and like she's not like it doesn't seem she it seems like she's very grounded for him like she keeps calling him her rock but I think he's her but I think she's she his has rock. rock as well yeah. like she's just very grounded very like like just comforting probably for him Um, as he like processes some of these things, it it seems like he doesn't talk to many people about, or hasn't talked to like women, his like past relationships too much about. Um, so yeah, I, I think that they're just really solid. And again, another reason why I think they'll last outside of this.
0: I would agree. I like how you phrase that, that she's his rock because if we think about it, like in the very beginning, she was vulnerable first. Mm Mm-hmm. She she's the one who shared her story of being engaged and then her fiance breaking off the engagement as she's wedding dress shopping, literally about to buy the dress and just how that broke her and all of that. And I think her vulnerability, like encouraged him to be vulnerable. Um, And also, I think you're right. Like something about her seems very like stable and kind of like unwavering where she's not. Like even in her ITMs, you know, like Mm -hmm. in her ITMs, like she will state like factually, like, "Hmm, I don't know where this couple is or I hope I hope they make it, you know, but she Mm -hmm. just seems like not swayed by the drama as far Mm -hmm. as like her own emotional levels. It feels like she's much more steady Mm -hmm. than most of the people. Mm -hmm. Don't you kind of get that vibe? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Jamie and Rudy, right? So. Rudy and Jamie sit at a bar together. Jamie tries to give sage advice, um, that she needs to like, not regret how she's feeling and tell, Mm. um, Matt how she's feeling, Uh, which I was like, Jamie, now's not the time to give sage advice. Like (laughs) not when you've been dating someone for three weeks and you guys are all musicians and you all like roll with the tides, you know, like, but I I totally appreciate her optimistic attitude and it, you know, helps her a little bit in her relationship, but still. So whatever. Then Rudy goes on a date with Matt, and um, I freaking love this date. Like to me, this was like the date I would have wanted to be a part of. Like if I were to pick up the four dates to do, like I don't know what singing at a wedding chapel, like demolishing like demolishing cars in open field, ice skating. <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of playing hockey and um like going to a concert and like dancing and singing and drinking mm-hmm. like that's what i would choose um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i thought it was so fun and um i had to look this up shaggy song it wasn't me was from 2000 mm-hmm. i didn't realize it was so old yeah. <laughs> my god that it, it feels like I don't know. I guess that's like all of high school more than that. Younger. We were younger. Middle school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that song really well. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, I think it just was famous yep. um, for a long time. But uh, yeah, again, they just seem really natural. They like mm-hmm. make out at the concert. They have a lot of PDA. Again, it could be boozy. They might have been mm-hmm. really boozy. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't seem drunk don't get me wrong yeah I I, I'm not saying that like in a negative light I'm saying like they just seem normal like yeah we're dancing touching Mm -hmm. like I they're not doing it for the cameras they were surrounded by like a huge crowd of people around them so I was like this is how you know like they're not doing this for the cameras so that they perform better together Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like this is just them yeah Um, so yeah, so I've seen in pictures and Matt did share this in an interview that like after that whole thing happened, after they performed on stage with Shaggy, Shaggy sat down with them for a bit and had drinks. So like prior to Rudy revealing all of her vulnerable feelings, they had just like Shaggy had been sitting right next to them, chatting with them, (laughs) hanging out, drinking. So like, I don't know. I kind of get it. Like Matt mm. said in this interview, he was like in the headspace of like just like overwhelm, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm on a date. This is freaking awesome. I'm seeing like this amazing, incredible artist I've looked up to. And now I'm like, get to hang out with him on stage and I get mm-hmm. to drink with him. And like, all of that alone is like incredibly overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, yeah, you're having fun with this girl you're dating, but like, it's more like the, the novelty of like this special experience is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then the girl you're dating says like, Hey, I, you know, want to tell you, um, I like you a lot and I can see myself getting there with you and like, I'm falling for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like this was like a little like too soon, you know, for her to say all that. And if she in her heart of hearts feels like she would have regretted not saying it in that moment, then good on Rudy, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I almost felt like she felt like she should say these things versus like it came out. She's very natural. It came out naturally, but it also came out like, okay, like I'm sitting here with you and, uh, I should tell you that, um, I really like you. I think I could fall in love with you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I want to say. And like I don't know, that's like not normal. And oh, like, it's like it's normal but it's also not normal. Oh, I think like for
1: people who have been hurt a lot in the past or have a hard time like expressing themselves or whatever reason are like commitment phobes like it's very difficult to express or if you're like confused about how the other person feels which seems like Rudy very much is um, then it's really hard to like get it out but if you feel like you have to which I can understand why she does because she's on a show where people who are like the couple who is the most in love gets a tour bus and money and recording time like that's very valuable and this is like the thing that's that it's hanging on is like whether or not they are like committed to each other and she's obviously been talking a lot about him and how much she likes him and how much she feels comfortable with him she also referred to him as her rock um, in an ITM and so I could just tell that all of that stuff was like building and she felt like okay I have to tell him Hopefully he feels the same way, but I don't know how he's going to feel. So it makes me feel very flustered and like nervous. It made sense to me.
0: I think she's like socially like what's the word street smart. Mm -hmm. I think Rudy and Matt are both street smart. Okay. And so here's why I feel like I'm like, it feels off like just slightly off. Cause here's why Rudy is street smart. Rudy is also probably somewhat relationship, relationally smart, so to speak. Like, she can vibe if someone likes her, if they don't like her. And I think she can like read that body language and like what they're saying, what they're not saying, all of that. Like, I think she understands, you know, I think she gets it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, if she does, then I think if I'm her, it's like, okay, so last night or the night before, whatever she chose to sleep with him or whatever she did, whatever she, however far she went, she was comfortable doing that physically. She's also like comfortable, like having fun with him, making music with him, seeing where this goes, like she's comfortable, like not defining the relationship before, you know, like you're my boyfriend, Matt, after this, like she's comfortable just like going with the flow, right? Mm -hmm. So if she's comfortable going with the flow and, and she can observe that he is too, and she can also observe that Matt's not as expressive as she is. And that he doesn't – she has verbally said in ITMs, like, he doesn't fall in love as quickly as she does. I think she's, like – I think she knows in her gut that he's not there. And he likes her. And he likes having sex with her. And he likes hanging out with her, making music, all of that. But, like, if he's ever going to fall in love, it's going to be because he feels, like – Look, there's like a push and a pull in every relationship. And I don't feel like there is a pull from her that's making him want to like push towards her yet. Like, I think she's giving him everything that it's just like the push and pull comes when they flirt a little bit. But that's it. Otherwise, she's like an open book on the table. I like you, Matt. I'm obsessed with you. I would like jump your bones. And I think he knows that. And. It's almost like I feel like she knows in her gut she needs to take a step back and let him come to her and let him want her more and him like desire her, whether that's by her creating space or whether that's her just like being totally normal and just not blurting out, I love you, Matt, and letting him come to that conclusion. But I think she knows in her gut that he's not there and she's just like. Because she's in this environment where that's what you do. She's getting there a little faster. That's my gut. That's my that's my feeling watching her is she's actually very aware and she's not listening to her gut. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as she said all of that, he just said, you're very courageous for speaking your truth. And I appreciate you doing that. So she immediately started tearing up. It was like, she was like, that's my answer. Like, my answer is he's not falling in love with me. And, like, he still had his hand on her leg and he still, like, was looking her in the eye and he still was, like... he just. It was almost like she's, like, coming closer to him and he didn't move away, but he didn't move closer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that visual. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, staying still and she had just come closer. And so because of his response, she's like okay, the only place to go is run away from him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) So that's what she did physically, like ran away from him, cried and created more distance. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. I don't think what she did was wrong. I think that's probably smart, like to create more space, you know, and like let him process whatever the heck he's feeling. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it was felt a little forced. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that's, Like, no fault to her, so to speak. Just, I hope she learns from this. Like, I hope she learns to listen to her gut and her intuition. And either in those situations, know in your heart of hearts, if I say I'm falling in love and he doesn't say it back, I'm going to move on and, like, end it. Like, either you feel that definitive, like, I'm tired of being someone's side piece or, like, I'm really emotionally invested and they're not, then make that decision for yourself. And I feel like she hasn't made that emotional decision yet of, like, where her line is drawn, that she's just willing to, like, teeter with her own emotional state. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm glad that they separated. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Give each other a little space. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break and then let's get to the performances, shall we? Mm Mm-hmm. ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, But they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items and at any given time you have you know as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them and immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event, or if honestly you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited and use my code for get this $100 off your 30 day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code, and this is the long one, RTRFAM525A87. I'll say that again. For $100 off your first month, it's RTRFAM525A87. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. Okay, so we're back from the break, and we realized we did not talk about Jamie and Trevor's date. So let's sum it up real fast. Um, You know, they went ice skating, played hockey. This was something that Trevor did uh, as a kid, so this was very fun for him. And Jamie, of course, wore another belly shirt. Um, I've noticed every freaking date she wears belly shirts. Like It's like her thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I, maybe cute. I'm like, a, really?
1: She, yeah. She's just, she's cute and young and I don't know. I don't mind it.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like, it's kind of like the generational thing like to do like, yay. When I don't know. I just feel like disconnected from it slightly. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, so, um, regardless of her clothing style, uh, <laughs> So anyway, they go on this date and then Trevor's like, "Well, since we're being so transparent, like I've only said the L word to two people in my life, like besides his family." Um and that like when I say it to someone, I want them to know I mean it. Uh so yeah, wanted you to know where I was with that. And she's like dumbfounded, like what the heck? Okay, does that mean you don't love me cuz like you don't want to say it. Okay, cool. Let's go ice skate. Mm-hmm. But then for some reason, while they ice skate and he's like, I really appreciate you. I'm proud of you. Blah, blah, blah. Like boosting her ego in other ways. Right. Like, cause he's mm-hmm. like, clearly not going to boost her ego in the like, I love you way. She's like, I want you to know that. And she's like, Ugh. she like literally did this like vomit noise. Like, oh, I was like, Jamie, <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> and then just said like, I'm falling in love with you. And like didn't skip a beat. And he was like, this is my cue. I'm falling in love with you too. And she's mm-hmm. like, ah! <laughs> so excited. Mm-hmm. So um, he's a great actor in my opinion, but he played his part. And uh, I, she, mm-hmm. she's just like a hopeless romantic. So, you know, I can't, I, I, this is totally true to Jamie. Totally. It felt authentic too. It didn't feel like forced It's Mm -hmm. so weird because a minute ago I was saying, like, Rudy shouldn't have said it to Matt, but, like, Jamie should have said it to Trevor. I'm like, Jamie should have said it to Trevor because Jamie is just different than Rudy. Jamie's, Mm -hmm. like, less aware. And Jamie, like, hasn't has much relationship experience and life experience. So, like, fine. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just less infested. Yeah. All right. So let's get to performances.
1: Yep. So there you mentioned that they're at the Nomad Hotel, the library bar is where they're performing. And, um, you know, Chris Harrison came out and the he started announcing that, you know, this is listen to your heart and all of these couples are here to find love first and foremost. And like the crowd awes like audibly. Oh, I didn't Notice know like, that a long
0: time. They're like, oh, He also <laughs> mentioned he was, this is where Lady Gaga performs her most yes. intimate shows. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is setting everyone up for, yeah. you know, yeah. Later the last yeah. song.
1: It felt more like a bachelor. Um, like it felt like hand selected audience members by the bachelor this time around, which it hasn't felt like before. Um, that that was just my take on it, but um, but yeah, he he announces everybody's backstage, excited and nervous, and then Natasha and uh, Ryan's no, not they're not first.
0: Um, Brian, Chris, Brian, they're there first. Yeah, but we got to talk about the judges. Yes. So the judges are Ari and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari, former Bachelor, Lauren Dyke his wife. Um, they looked hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, you know, other people have commented, even Ari, that like, oh, what was I wearing? I was wearing like a very presidential outfit. Ari, you look great. You just know how to dress sharp. So (laughs) I'm down for it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I liked it. Lauren looked great. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they had three-time Grammy winner Pat Monahan of Train. Mm -hmm. And then Ashley Simpson Ross and Evan Ross. So Mm -hmm. if you're like, who the heck are they? Um, Ashley Simpson, hello, pieces, pieces of me. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: Jessica Simpson's younger sister. And Evan Ross, her husband, who is the son of Diana Ross,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the singer. So they are married and they actually are pregnant now with their second child. Yeah. So, um, yeah, second child together. She has another child. Anyway, enough about them. So, yeah, those are the judges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like how Ashley was like, we're looking for chemistry and their feeling. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay, first performance. Chris and Brie,
1: Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. And this, of course, is a song they sang um, at the piano on their first date at the guitar store. Um, And they seemed like nervous but excited. I think they're pretty confident in their love for each other. So they're just hoping that that shines through. But what did you think of their
0: performance? Yeah. uh, Well, I thought Chris looked nervous and it kind of came out in his voice for the first time ever. Hmm. However, I, as a vocalist can say that was just like a breath issue. Um, maybe his nerves caused him to not take as deep of a, uh, uh, diaphragm breath Mm -hmm. as he should have. Um, because he was just breathy in the beginning. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like he was off pitch or anything. Cause again, like, hello, these people like sing on pitch, they Mm -hmm. sing, Um, not even more than just on pitch. They have great musicality, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think musically he was just a little breathy.
2: Um,
0: but it didn't bother me because I like when there's different dynamics in a whole show. And so this Mm -hmm. gave me the performance more of a range to start from this small place. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: by the time of the bridge build up. So Mm -hmm. she sounded amazing. I thought this is the best she has ever sounded. I was like, loving her voice in this Mm -hmm. song Mm -hmm. um I mean I loved her singing lover as well but something about I don't know if it was confidence or like she maybe she took a bigger breath I don't know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah breath support is really important in in singing and Mm -hmm. she just had a lot of um power Mm -hmm. in her voice yeah um but the bridge was so sexy. It had a very like R and B vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And then by the end of the song, they were like sharing a mic and -hmm. their heads were together. They're like foreheads. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It just seems very natural. I love them. Yeah. Uh, Train had commented. I'm just going to call him train Pat Monhan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) His comment was that like, he loved Chris's vibe. He was taken by them and he got emotional watching them. So Mm -hmm. instantly I'm like, they're moving on to the next round. All mm-hmm. right. If someone's in taken by them and like emotional, then like done, they did their job, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and everyone else had pretty good feedback. Um, I'm glad Evan mm-hmm. Ross said like that the way Chris sang in the beginning was delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, here's the thing, like other people who don't aren't musicians and don't understand music will watch this and be like, Oh, he seemed nervous or, Oh, I did it. Like they can't pinpoint why they might not like something as well. And mm-hmm. sometimes it could just be like, not the best harmonies were chosen right. or that someone's singing out of their vocal range mm-hmm. or, um, whatever. There's various reasons. This was not out of Chris's vocal range at all. Yeah. I just think he was a little breathy cause he was probably nervous. Yeah. <laughs> nervous AF they're the first performance and he's, He's solo singing at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's okay. All performers get nervous. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That that right. was my take on him. I loved it. Um, I agree.
1: Yeah. I agree. It. Um, I thought it was very sweet. And yeah, I'm glad that they got pretty good feedback. I mean, I think that they deserved that feedback. And I'm sure that when they came off stage, he was probably like, ugh, like the first. Couple bars, if only they were stronger. But like, I think overall it was,
0: it was beautiful. Which, by the way, if you're not a musician, bars are like measures in music. <laughs> yeah. sorry I just thought I'd share. <laughs> I swear, there's going to be people who listen to this. They're so like, "What the heck is she talking about? Bars?" Uh... Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so the next
1: is uh, Jamie and Trevor, and uh, they are singing "Just a Kiss" by Lady Antebellum. And it seems like neither of them knew the song going
0: in. Um, I do not know the song. I I don't know it. Oh. Oh, you don't? No. It's like one of the few country songs in the last, I don't know, five years, ten years that I really like. Mm. Yeah.
1: So what did you think of Uh, their performance? She looked beautiful.
0: She did. I think she looked confident. Mm -hmm. That was the difference. Like every performance until now especially last week. I was like, she could have gone home and I'd be okay. <laughs> they could have gone home last yeah. week and I'll be okay. Um, but this time she was confident. Um, the way they split up the song vocally, they both were able to sing. It felt very even. It didn't feel like she was leading. And some of the other performances, it's been like, she's leading the performance more and she's singing more than he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this felt very even and balanced. um, yeah, I thought they were performing to each other. I can't go out without saying she when he said that. You know, the commentary was that she was innocent and playful, but mm-hmm. also like um, kind of awkward. I think Train said he was that she was awkward, mm-hmm. and she is because she freaking like goes to reach his hand all the time, and it's like, um. So you have a downstage hand and an upstage hand. So her downstage hand, like close to the audience would like go to reach his upstage hand. So it's like, she's crossing over their bodies and like blocking her body off from the audience. So like, if you can picture, imagine like someone on stage watching them and they turn their back to you. You'd be like, no, I I can't see you. I can't see your face. I'm Mm -hmm. looking at your back. Right. You don't like that. Right. As an audience member. So like by putting her, her constant, like downstage hand across to him, it like cut her off from the audience. Mm -hmm. And she does this all the time. And, like, I don't think she's aware of it. And I can't wait for her to go back and watch footage and, like, edit all this for the future. So, like, I'm incredibly forgiving watching this happening because I'm like, dude, she's 21. She's not watching, like, you know, B-roll of her (laughs) performances. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she's not learning from it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, she's just doing And so, yeah, she does look awkward and she like touches him often. And it just, it feels like, I I don't know. It looks awkward, but they, they were fine. They sounded Mm -hmm. good in the song and Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. And I didn't love it either though, either. I think they, it was like, it's a fun song. It was a good Mm -hmm. song for them. Yeah. So yeah, that's my feedback.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that they, huh?
0: Yeah. What do you? Anything to add? Not too
1: much. Just I think that they. It, it. It felt like she was hitting a stride that she hadn't hit before. So I think overall they probably came off stage feeling very confident. Like, whoo, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. So yeah, I'm. They should be proud. Um, the the on stage. The, like, technical, like, which mic should, which hand should you hold your mic in? How do you, how should you interact with each other, reach for each other? Like, I think that sort of stuff will come as they tour and rehearse. And it doesn't, it bothers me to a certain extent, but I don't think it will keep them from winning if they keep, you know, getting closer to each other and, like, finding some, you know... If the if the if they keep appealing to the to if the they judges, they to the
0: audience and the judges, right? Yeah. I don't know. I would say with that though, there's a level of like polishness that needs to happen to mm-hmm. a performance to make mm-hmm. it attractive. Yeah. And we're, we're let's talk about them now. But like it's Natasha and Ryan, for example, are always polished.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so their performances, like they know where to stand. They know how to face the audience. They know how to face each other. Like they know, uh, the finesse of a performance. Mm-hmm. And they also know the p- finesse as, um, like kind of being sexual with one another on stage. So like mm-hmm. they understand their bodies, they understand their, how they appeal to one another and they understand how they appeal to an audience. And I think that's the thing that, the skill I should say that Jamie is lacking at this point is like, she doesn't understand the finesse of like where to place things and like, well, how to pick up the mic and where, and where to place her arms. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she was in school. She like, I think quit college, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, this is the sort of thing you would learn, not saying you have to go to learn college to learn this, but like you would learn either in a university setting with professors who like correct you on like, this is how you're coming across, or you learn it just as a professional, just mm-hmm. working and consistently getting feedback. Yeah. So, yeah. So Natasha Ryan, so though. Natasha uh, and
1: Ryan, were next. Yep. Singing. Uh, perfect. Singing? Perfect by, Ed by Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yes, and Beyonce, which should have been a perfect like home run for them. Like I think those voices probably are pretty close to theirs. Like the vibe could be like even like beyonce versus ed sheeran like natasha versus ryan on stage like it seemed like it could have been a perfect song for them um but what do you think
0: that's a great point i hadn't thought of it like that you're right because he he is more of like a chill like an ed sheeran she mm-hmm. is more like a powerhouse like a beyonce mm-hmm. you're right <laughs> i mean i i need to go back and listen to perfect by them as a duo. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I think of this song, I know this song, I think of Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. So I know his version, like Mm -hmm. just him. Mm -hmm. And I love the song. Mm Um, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if like, (laughs) my intuition is telling me like, um, what's his name? Uh, Ryan is not the biggest fan of like Ed Sheeran's version of this Mm -hmm. only because he's like oh let's change it like Mm -hmm. that was him in the rehearsal he was the one to have the idea to like let's do something different Yeah, and she was down for it you know she trusted him like Mm -hmm. let's be creative here let's do something like let's not like keep it the same and look I understand where they're coming from at this point they're like all right, we've taken some risk and they've worked in our favor you know and like every performance up until this point it's kind of clear, like they're not the best couple. They're like one of the top two couples, Mm -hmm. every, every performance. It's Mm -hmm. like very clear. They're polished. They sing well together and whatever risk they decide to take. And it just, their performances come across different than the others Mm -hmm. for sure. It stands Mm -hmm. out.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I think they were going with that again, like, all right, let's like try something different. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. I need to go back and listen to the song because apparently like she's sang a verse that was his verse. And then like, I think she felt awkward. And like, at that point when you're flustered and you're like singing the wrong part, which totally has happened to me before, right? Like, as if you sing a song that has like, say three verses <laughs> or let's call it two, say so it's like two verses. There's like a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, a bridge, another chorus. Right. that's like breaking up a song. Um, If you screw something up and you sing the bridge and then you're like, oh shit, like I was supposed to sing the second verse and I'm like already at the bridge, like, oh no, like (laughs) you, you in your mind, you're, you're trying to like, just do that. Right. So like you Mm -hmm. are so focused on like, okay, now I got to self-correct and at least sing the bridge correctly, Mm -hmm. even though I just screwed up the past. So like, how do I make this look? So, like, it's a mind fuck. I'm cursing up a story. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like your brain is kind of, like, processing, like, as it's happening, how do I Mm self-correct? And I think that's what she was doing, and that's what led to, like, them looking really awkward because then she, like, handed him the mic with her hand. And, like, she has a mic in her hand, and he's, like, trying to play the guitar, but he also is supposed to, like, sing into the mic. It, It just looked really weird it looked weird and it, mm-hmm. it delivered weird. And I think it's just cause like she messed up and was trying to recover.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And to be fair to him, I mean, he recovered really well. He didn't give her a look like you screwed this up. He just like rolled with it. Mm-hmm. He really played off of her and mm-hmm. let her like take the lead mm-hmm. as, as a partner would do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean like, yeah, like, you know, I even, um, I want to mention this, Julia, Julia Ray, who, you know, is already off the show. Um, I looked on her page and it's was like on her stories. I don't know if it's still up there, but someone like the night of the show wrote to her and was like, um, I think it was a tweet, but they wrote to her and she reposted this on her Instagram that, Hey, aren't you glad like Natasha screwed up? Like, Hey, like, um, what's the word? Um, uh, karma, Mm. like karma's a bitch or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like asking Julia, like, Hey, aren't you happy that like Natasha and Ryan are gone? And because she was rude to you and all of that. And Julia's comment was like, Hey, no, I'm not glad. And like, you know, I feel for Natasha. She's like every performer has been there where they screw up and you know, like I said a minute ago, you're kind of like retracing your steps in your head. So like as you're screwing up, you're like, how do I move forward without like showing that I screwed up? But how do I like make the song work?
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: you're musically like rearranging the song in your head.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you guys imagine? Yeah, you probably can. But it's it's a lot to like do. Like you have to be smart to do that musically mm-hmm. and not like be like, oh, shoot, I got to start over. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm
0: no, you don't start over. You're professional. So, um, I just appreciated that Julia stood up for Natasha and said that, like, I feel for her and I wish Natasha nothing but the best. And like in that moment, I felt so sorry for her. Um, yeah. So, you know, you don't wish that on anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I really think that was the reason for their demise, so to speak. I hate to call it like that simple, but I just think it just kind of took the energy out of both of them. And they had staged it like a performance anyway of within like coming down the catwalk and like Ryan playing the guitar and then them coming back. I think the performance would have worked if it had felt natural and it just didn't feel natural because they messed up. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is like the reality of the,
1: the, the performances to come in the future, like on tour, like whatever couple goes on tour, like, they're going to look in love and beautiful. But like if something technical happens, if if they have to think on their feet like that, like it may okay. come across as like, oh, the chemistry is off or it's confusing or whatever. Like, I don't know. It was kind of just a bummer for them. Like, I feel like the chemistry is, is actually there for them. But just the technical performance aspect got in the way. And, yeah. you know, it, it just happened. I mean, to be fair, I think that maybe they are not as strong as like Chris and Brie and maybe like I think it at this point like people have to go home (laughs) like somebody's got to go like it's a competition like I don't think they were gonna win anyway so I didn't feel like super sad that they left oh Um, interesting I think they could have won oh no I was I was not, not I mean based on the fact that this is like love competition like the Bachelor is well, yeah, all but about it's like,
0: yes, it is. But it's like, let's be real. Like they're not watching the behind the scenes camera footage the way we are. Like these judges are just seeing their five minutes on stage. So like, that's true. Yes. Chris I and do Brie feel like they are,
1: they are maybe coached a little though. You don't think they're like given like a back background or backstory? No,
0: no. Because <laughs> I know Rachel Lindsay said that. When she judged, um, I heard an interview she did and she was like, yeah, when I, I'm, she was like, I was really glad Chris Harrison. So she, she judged, uh, last week with the week prior, I'm sorry, with Julia and Brandon Mm -hmm. when Julia and Brandon were like a brand new couple. Mm -hmm. She was like, I was really glad Chris Harrison gave that backstory right before they performed. So then it gave context of like, oh, like, okay, so that's why like a second ago it looked like they didn't have a lot of chemistry. Cause they're like a brand new couple. Okay. Now I get it. Like mm-hmm. they've only been dating mm-hmm. for like a few days, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like, yeah. All these other judges are viewing, Oh, all these couples are equal. They've had equal amount of time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I don't know. I mean, yeah, my I- husband too is like, so he thinks both of them are like the most talented of all the performers, mm-hmm. um, like individually. And then together, it's just like, I think they're great together. So Mm -hmm. I think individually, they're both just like incredibly talented and, um, yeah, they're just seasoned. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. by seasoned, like they just, they would know how to put on a show. They would know Mm -hmm. how to like musically arrange. They just Mm -hmm. like, they would roll with the punches. They get it, you know? And I don't know. Like consistently, I feel like Jamie and Trevor have been like the weakest link of these remaining four couples. But like, to me, I, it is kind of mind blowing. Like, okay, they're gone. And yet they're so talented, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it happens, right? That happens. It's a competition. Only so many people can move forward. Yeah. So, so, okay. Now for the 11 o'clock number, yeah, this is truly, I have to make this note. If you're listening, in every musical or show, there is an 11 o'clock number. And what does that mean? Well, before the clock strikes 12, the very end. So imagine like a musical going from like 12 o'clock noon to like 12 o'clock midnight, okay? And there's like, you know, exposition and the, the context of the show gets build, built and you learn about the characters. And then the plot summary goes on and you're learning. There's more of a, a plot, in a show, right? And music happens, or even if it's just a play, um, you know, like action happens basically. All right. And then there's rising action. And then always in in a musical playbook, whatever, there's a little bit of falling action and then the conclusion, right? But the rising action, when you get to the climax, that's like the pinnacle, right? And that's what in a musical you would call an 11 o'clock number. It's like, the climax of the show and based on the timing of what they put this 15 minutes till the very finish of the two hour episode. (laughs) And just knowing this is like literally what the whole show is about, about like a star is born recreation with the bachelor. This is the 11 o'clock number of the entire series. In my opinion. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't, you didn't think that when you were watching that you have a musical brain too. You didn't think about that. I mean, sure, this with like structure
1: overall structure. Yeah. Um but yeah, if I felt like um like they saved the best for last, kind of like the strongest performance, like production. Um I think knew that it was gonna be like a a showstopper in a sense. Um so yeah, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um yeah, I think they sounded amazing.
0: They sounded yeah. great. Uh, yes, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt, I think best he sounded so far. Yeah. Um, he just, he gives such a Bradley Cooper vibe. Very chill, um, kind of casual, but like easy vocally. Um, but yet he sounds so good singing it. Um, he's a great guitar player as well. Um, and they changed the way, like I actually had to go back and listen because I was like, wait, is this how they sing it with, you know, is this how Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga sing it? And it's not the way they sing it. Lady Gaga sings the entire first verse and chorus. Then Bradley Cooper sings the entire first verse and chorus. And then they come together in the, in the in the chat, that part. So the way Matt and Rudy did it, it was different. They like sing together throughout those first two choruses and verses. Um, well, choruses, not verses. They, like, he sang a verse, then they sang the chorus together. She sang a verse, they sang the chorus together. So by the time they sang in the um, we had already seen them, like, together. Um, and so mm-hmm. it just, I thought it built really nicely. In fact, like, I think they give Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga a run for their money, quite frankly. Like, they harmonize this really well. They mm-hmm. both sang great Um, I, I just like, I had to go back and rewatch this like four times. Like Rudy's (laughs) voice is so good in this. Like, I just like, I'm, it's in my head right now. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. ah, ah, she's just so good. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I I don't know. I know like the whole point of this is so they leave the show and they go on, write their own music, but I just want to hear Rudy and Matt covering this song at like every performance, you know, <laughs> like if they go on to tour together or play in little venues together, they have to sing this song together. Cause they yeah. just, I, I literally like don't think many people can pull this off and they pull this off so well. Mm-hmm. Um, And I also want to note too, I liked how he's done this before he like nodded at her a lot throughout the performance. Like he'll be singing and then she's, they sing together and there's kind of like a, uh, moment of silence, in the music. And he, he just like, looks at her and nods and smiles. Like, like you got this, like, you got this, like, all right, your turn. Mm-hmm. And, or like, show them what you got. Kind of like that face of like, you know, vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I just feel like he supports her on stage and in a way that I think Ryan does it too. I think Chris and Bree support each other. I don't think Trevor does this to Jamie personally. So I think the way that Matt does this for Rudy, it's so special. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like them together. They perform so well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I, and I think when they came off stage, they felt like more comfortable after. I think it seems like totally. they really like communicate best through music like it's hard for them to to talk about feelings um both of them like she's nervous he's standoffish um so it feels but that's like also
0: normal that's also normal i yeah, think don't... they've only known each other for like two weeks no so totally like...
1: my point is just that they look like they look more stable they look more at ease and like more comfortable and less confused after this performance Totally, um, And I think it's just because like they communicate well through music and yeah. the communication hasn't always been there, like, like by talking. <laughs> so after performances, I think they just
0: naturally feel closer to each other. And I could tell that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, that is their number one, right? Like as much as I'm sure they both want love, their number one is their career. And like if their career is bringing them together romantically, Great. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, this is where Moody was created. Rudy said in the ITM that she's like, ah, we're Moody. Like Matt, Rudy. Mm-hmm. I love it. So now that's going to be a thing. Moody, Matt and Rudy. Um, yeah. So then we get to the rose ceremony. Oh, yeah. I just want to note. Train said it was magical. Matt's plane was exceptional. Uh, Ashley Simpson said that she could feel the heat. Uh, and like they did their job. So again, I watch this and I'm like, okay, based on the feedback, they're hundred percent moving forward. So like the yeah. questionable ones are the Jamie, Trevor, Ryan, um, Ryan, Natasha, but Jamie and Trevor got the first rose. So you know what that means? Like I was watching this rose ceremony. Like I know the ending,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: you know, so mm-hmm. the ending is Natasha and Ryan got sent home. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, I felt bad for them because, you know, like I felt bad for her because she felt like she screwed it up. And ah, that's just tough. You know, like when you like there is an element of truth to that of like, had I not screwed up the lyrics and like kept my energy going, like I would have propelled you to sing the right parts and like we wouldn't have screwed up and then we would have naturally been more connected and like this wouldn't have looked like a big F up with the mics and like, I get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it sucks. That's the way the cookie crumbled. Uh, so I just felt bad for her. Yeah. Um, he didn't care. I thought it was kind of sweet the way he was just like, it's okay. Like super cool. Like, and he was so sweet. He was like, I can't wait to see what the future holds and I mm-hmm. don't want this to end. Yeah. So to me, I was like, this is like, He also whispered those things. So to me, like, I'm like, this to me is not something he would say to her if they didn't have a romantic connection. Like, that makes zero sense to me that he would be like. That's something he would have said if it was if it was inauthentic, he would have said this in an ITM after prompting from production of like, yeah, I don't know what the future holds for Natasha and I. No, no, no. That's not what was said. This was said directly to her immediately after they got let go quietly with their bodies next to one another. And he's like, I don't want this to end. Hello. He means like their connection, everything, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I'm kind of excited to see, like, I I seem to think that they're, if they decide to um, collaborate, that they will have no problem like getting people to follow them. Um, and yeah. so I don't know, it doesn't really matter if they won or didn't win at this point. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's my thought on them. Um, but anyway, anything else more to say, uh, before we get to next week? No, I'm excited for the finale. Finally, yeah. Finally. See yeah. What happens. You know, I wish this was like an eight episode show. I wish they'd given us a little more time in the middle of everything. And they had, Stretched this out a little more. Um, kind of like how paradise always feels like stretched out a lot in the beginning and then it like it speeds up and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, choose your partner, go to fantasy suites, decide to get mm-hmm. engaged. And you're like, what? Uh, I-, I just decided that I like the person. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're speeding this up really quickly and like mm-hmm. I just wish we had a little more time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so. Anyway, they're going to Tennessee. They went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So the finale will be filmed in Nashville. Uh, I think I said this in a previous episode. It was filmed February 13th. So I don't know how much lag time was between this rose ceremony in Vegas and their travel and their time in Nashville. I would say at the most, they're in Nashville for a week. I doubt they're there for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we can guess that this was early February when this happened um, uh, what we just saw tonight. And, it uh, looks like next week there's going to be drama backstage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They should like everyone having drama. So I, uh, I don't know. It's not giving mm-hmm. me a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think more importantly, I just want to note this. Okay. All of these people don't have a lot of followers yet. And as a bachelor fan, I'm a little mad about that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Okay. You guys follow people who haven't even gotten on night one of the bachelor. And like before they even start, there are guys who have, or women, men and women who have like 20,000 followers or 50,000 followers before they even step out of the limo. Hmm. And then after they've done a few episodes, the numbers creep up to like gradually that is a hundred, 200, 300, 400,000 followers. And it's just like, kind of blows my mind. Like, by the time you've seen someone on six, five episodes of the bachelor, someone would have around a hundred to 400,000 followers. And none of these people except for Trevor, cause he already had followers. No one has a hundred thousand followers. I mean, Rudy has the most next to Trevor and she's at, well now here we are Wednesday, 87,000. So she's close to a hundred. Um, But yeah, they all have like 50 or Hmm. less, Hmm. you know, especially the people who like left early, Mm -hmm. um, like Mel has 4,000, um, yeah, Gabe almost eight. Um, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of like Matt, you know, I just said Rudy has around 80 something. Mm -hmm. Matt has 55 almost Mm -hmm. like he's been a main player on the show for five episodes and same with like Jamie. So I just. You guys want to know what's going on with them. Go follow, find them on Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. these people. Um, yeah, give them a little love, you know, and we're going to have a winner soon and mm-hmm. it's going to spike up then. But yeah, yeah, I think I'm just a little surprised at like the social media, um, you know, disconnect mm-hmm. to the and maybe not a lot of people are watching. I do want to note, by the way, Brie reposted uh, my post. on the Wings of Love page so thanks Brie I think she liked I put the lyrics to Taylor Swift's lover and just said again how cute they are and how they've made me cry multiple times Mm -hmm. Um, Chris has thanked me Brie reposted Mm -hmm. so I know they appreciate all the love Uh, so go show them some love and I guess we'll all be back next week for episode 6 final episode yes right. love you guys Uh, As always, we're on iTunes, so I hope you can review this episode or any episode you've listened to and uh, five stars us on iTunes. Uh, All right. Love you guys. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green, produced by Chelsea Dick-Smith with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts on the wings of love, a bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at on the wings of love podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews and I'll see you guys next time.